Tell me about some football recruiting. So, so far, LSU, since, which the last time we were on, of course, Jeez. we announced uh, the, well, we were live. the commit. Yeah, we we were, were live when Jackson Howard committed, which was, of course, massive. But mm. since then, you have landed Joshua Mickens, the four star edge rusher. You have landed Ashton Stamps, the three star defensive back. You've landed Darren Reed, the four-star defensive lineman. You've landed – there's just so many. i got, I got, I got to go through all of them. Deshaun Womack, the four-star <laughs> defensive lineman. Uh, you also flipped Xavier Adkins from Missouri, yes, the three-star linebacker. And then, of not course – Not a three-star. Not a three-star. Not a three-star. And you landed three-star corner um, Jeremiah Hughes as well. And Jalen Brown is announcing – at 6 p.m. So we will definitely uh, be here to recap that as Jalen Brown. Maybe a little obviously, LSU's hat is on the table. Uh, a lot of confidence be there. Huge. Be a huge pickup. Five-star wide receiver out of Miami. You'd be plucking him straight from the Canes. So, yeah, LSU recruiting has been – been uh, It's been some fi- – it's been fireworks. That's what it's been. So, I mean, and we talked a little bit about that last episode. You know, we talked about – uh, are we overreacting a little bit? And obviously the answer was a resounding yes. Like it's – we overreact a little bit. Now, could they be doing better in the state? Sure. Does it matter when you go out and you pluck six guys in like, what, three days? Like not really. I, I mean not really, especially when we talked about some of the guys who were in the class probably weren't ever coming to LSU because they weren't even considering LSU with the previous staff. And um, Correct. You also got to think about, like, the recruitment isn't over with yet with some of these guys. Like, I, the whole overreaction began with the big safety uh, out of week committed to, um, oh, shoot, I'm drawing a blank, Texas, Texas. Longhorns, almost said A&M. Uh, but he another, committed another them, one. and it, it was like, oh, meltdown. I mean, you know, can, Brian Kelly, you know, we for so long we were saying, Brian Kelly can't recruit. Brian Kelly can't or, or can recruit, and we've been preaching that. Everybody's like, "Oh no, can he recruit?" Like, and and it was just like, you know, hold on, guys. Like, it's July. It's July. Take a chill pill. And then the commitment started flying in, and there's more expected. I mean, like Zach just mentioned, hats on the table for a big time receiver tonight. And if you land him, he's the biggest of the class so far. Yeah, I mean, Jackson Howard, as of right now, is your top recruit in the class. You land Jalen Brown, he's by far your, your top recruit. You also got to consider uh, an in-state guy. Shelton Sampson is, seems to be an LSU lean right now. Lance Hurd, big-time offensive tackle, LSU lean right now. Tyree Adams, uh, offensive tackle out at St. Augustine, I'm pretty sure. Uh, also another in-state guy, big-time recruit, just crystal ball to LSU yep. either today or yesterday. So, like, we're, we're, we're good, guys. Like, it. It's, everything's going to be all right. It's, it's going to be okay. I'm confident. And, Zach, just to put a perspective on on uh, how big of a jump this month has been, at the start of the month of July, LSU <coughs> was at 50 in the recruiting rankings. Mm-hmm. 50. As we currently sit, we are now in 12th place. You have jumped 37, 38. Yes. 38 spots in the recruiting rankings with these six, well, seven commitments, including Jackson. Which, Howard. I mean, a, li- a little bit of that is quantity, but 
it's definitely yeah, absolutely. It's, it's definitely mostly quality. You know, people. I won't say people. I'll be specific. Some of these Notre Dame fans too. <laughs> okay, they they were pointing and laughing for a long time at LSU because of you know obviously they're 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 salty. Let's 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 get to reality here. They're 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 salty. Brian Kelly left, most winningest coach in their entire history. They're they're salty. And they were pointing and laughing because, oh, the new young uh, Marcus Freeman's out recruiting the old fart Brian Kelly that left us. Here's, here's some reality for the Notre Dame fans. It's July. And, yes, you are the number one class as we sit in July. And you said some of that is quantity. Some of that, in fact, probably most of that, is quantity for Notre Dame as well. As we sit right now, they have 19 commits compared to LSU's 12. Yeah. They have seven more commits than LSU currently. So, yeah, you're going to be ranked higher when you have seven more players worth of points added to your overall talent. Correct. So, pump the brakes a little bit. LSU just landed seven and jumped 38 spots. You may be eating crow come September and November, right? And, and LSU isn't done potentially today. And so tw- you're at 12 right now. If you land a five-star wide receiver. You're you know. probably be top 10. Yeah. So just for perspective, again, Notre Dame is one of those teams that are sitting in the top 10 because of quantity, right? Yeah. Point out a few others. For those of you who were freaking out about LSU, Arkansas has the seventh ranked class in the country. Arkansas. 20 commits. 20. You want to know how many are four stars? Six. You want to know how many are five stars? None. Do the math. That leaves 14 guys, 14 players. That are three star or lower. Or lower. Yeah. Quantity. When you have, tw- yeah, that means you only have like five more spots left to offer when it comes to freshmen in the class. Yeah, they're going to have a higher class. Of course. Currently. You co- you, I mean, you, co- you go to September, if we're sitting into September and they have 13 three stars and one lower than that, and that's their 20 commits. They're not even scratching like top 15. They're probably in mid-20s. Arkansas. Baylor, 22 commits at the nine spot. That's 10 more than LSU. That's 10 more than LSU, and they're only three spots ahead. 18 three stars. 18. 18? 18 of the 22 is... Three star, zero five star, three four star. Look, we love you, Dave Aranda, but you're gonna have to pick it up a little bit. Right now, it looks good, but again, come November, it's all, not gonna all, look all that good. All the five stars start committing. Yeah, correct. Cincinnati is one spot ahead of LSU. Twenty players. That's eight more than LSU. Seventeen of their twenty are three stars. Texas Tech is two spots behind LSU at 14. 23 commits, zero five stars, two four stars, 17 three stars. So that leaves, that's 19, that's four guys that are below a three star rate. So quantity at this time right now does play a big factor in where the recruiting rankings lie. And that's why, Zach, it don't matter right now. The recruiting rankings do not matter right now. Why? Because there's a whole lot of recruitment left to go. I mean, there's yeah. there's ton of recruiting left to do. You ain't even played a snap in this fall yet. Yeah. And even got to fall camp. So, Tiger fans, LSU has 12. Nine of them are four stars. Nine. Three of them are three stars. So, let's take a chill pill. We mentioned Shelton Sampson earlier. That's a big-time five-star receiver. That's one five-star. If you land Jalen Brown here in about 
15 minutes, that's two five-star. Yeah. Zach, tell me, we discussed this off-air. We, we've been talking, obviously, football recruiting is, is hot right now. It's popping. Yeah. Especially for LSU in the month of July. We were saying earlier, and we were kind of adding up some things in our mind. And, of course, this is just like shooting air. Like maybe if we land this guy, this guy, we were thinking like top five class. Who are some of those guys we were shooting? I mean, I mean, obviously Jalen Brown, Shelton Sampson, right? You know, those those are the big names. Um, I think those are probably the two biggest right now. Yes. On the that, two biggest that seem like they're pretty hard commits to LSU. Um, maybe yeah. So and and as you mentioned. When you went through all those lists, you know, the majority of those teams, they had lower stars as their majority. Yeah. You know, 20-something commits, they've got 18 guys that are three stars. Well, if you look at LSU, flip that, you've got the majority of your guys are the higher star. Yeah. They're, they're nine. Nine of them are four-star, and then you have three that are three-star. You're probably about to land a five-star. Um, and Jalen Brown, you're going to probably land Shelton Sampson, five-star, Lance Hurd, um, Adams, four-stars. Who else am I missing, Reagan? DeSantis. DeSantis, four-stars. I mean, you are, you're going to land some dudes. Um, and I, to, go back, to go back towards the concern, Reagan, I know a lot of people are freaked out because a lot of the top guys in the state have not yeah. committed to LSU. But – Three of the top guys in the state are quarterbacks. Yeah. And you yes, you want to get a quarterback. Yes, you want to get a get a I think you need a quarterback in in every single recruiting class because quarterback is the most important position on the field. Yeah. But right now you have Walker Howard who's in the who's in the wings, who's in the waiting. Yeah. And I don't see a Arch Manning, Eli Holstein. Committing to LSU because they know that they don't want to wait behind. Them. They don't want to and, wait, and I think that's the same thing with Dante. If if they let's say that let's say they commit, let's say they commit this year, and then they're there the next fall. Yeah, right. You also have the possibility that Jaden or Garrett stays. Yep. So you're already waiting a year under them, and then you have to wait under Walker Howard, knowing his talent. So, yeah, I mean, it makes sense that these guys aren't going to commit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and you, you have those – again, I, I made a mention of this in the last episode. Teams are going to place specific priorities on specific position groups. And it has become very clear that in this recruit, recruiting class, Brian Kelly is doing the same thing. Yep. He is, he is placing an emphasis and a priority on the defensive and offensive line. It's it's very clear. With the hats that are on the table, with the guys you've already got committed, with the guys you have coming that haven't committed yet, it's very clear that he has placed got certain that those two position groups as priority over other position groups. No doubt. Because he wants to build the foundation for this program and in doing that he wants to have solid line play. Of course. And so and it's that's why it's not a huge as huge of a deal if you lose Derrick Williams. Now, if you lose Lance Hurd, it's that's more hurt. it, it it's more of a big deal. That's hard. This recruiting class, if you lose Lance Hurd, than losing Derrick Williams. Yeah, I know Derrick Williams is the five star. I know he's the skill position player, but Lance Hurd is the biggest priority right now for Brian Kelly and the staff. And so that's why you see. What is going on right now? Um, and so, yeah, I think, Reagan, you talked about potentially where we would be, be landing. You know, I think I think probably top five is, yeah. is probably yeah. um, a, a, good, a, a good spot for LSU to land. Uh, I think top three would, is pretty tough. Um, you could do it, though, if you, you know, maybe you, maybe you flip a Derek, a Derek yeah. Williams. Yeah. I don't know. There's a, lot of, there's, a, there's a lot of time left in this recruiting cycle. Yep. But, you know, based on the guys that we know we already have and based on the guys that we believe we're getting, I think top five is a comfortable landing spot that LSU can get. 
can get to. Yeah, 100%. And, and to your point, that was like that was like the thing you could point to to say, this is why Brian Kelly's making this move. Exactly. Because we know that at, at Notre Dame, boy, oh boy, offensive line was his thing, right? He was pumping offensive linemen into right. the NFL. What has happened against like the line of scrimmage? Yeah. Right? I mean, we had so many, so many years we had so much hope, high hope. I mean, 2015, we're going to the Bama game undefeated. Leonard Fournette is on a Heisman tear, like clear favorite. You march in against Alabama and get absolutely annihilated on the line of scrimmage. Leonard Fournette gets completely shut down. Why? Because your line of scrimmage was poor. Yeah. If Brian Kelly comes in and builds a foundation on both lines of scrimmage, now, right now, our defense line is probably one of our strongest suits on the team, and we're just reloading that. Jamar Kane is yeah. reloading that, no question. If he comes in and he starts building a foundation, you know, he brought in guys from the transfer portal, Miles Frazier, Traymon Shorts, of course, Will Campbell came in. And then you start pulling in guys like Chase Pesantis, Lance Hurd, Tyree Adams. You build a foundation on the offensive line, the scrimmage. And then you can add the pieces that Brian Kelly wasn't able to at Notre Dame, right? I think the most notable skill player I can name from maybe two skill players. Do you count quarterback as a skill player? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Chase so, Claypool, well, yeah. Comes Chase, to, comes Chase to Claypool was the one yeah. I was thinking, and, and Ian Book. Yeah. That's it. That's it. But there's, I mean, NFL is chock full of Notre Dame offensive linemen because of Brian Kelly's doing. Now he can haul in. Dude, if we go and land Jalen Brown, Shelton Sampson, and then you also add Chase, Basantis, Tyree Adams, Lance Erden, holy, like, like in his first full cycle recruiting class, he's doing exactly why he came. He's doing, he, that is the very reason he came here and he's proven it. Yeah. If he goes and lands those guys, that would be huge. Here's my ideal class, Zach. And I'll, I'll uh, is Demu? Do we got Demu in here? Yeah, Chris. Chris is in okay. The, he's, he's in the in waiting. The, he's in the waiting. I knew we were kind of pushing time already for this segment. Um, but my ideal class right now, I mean, what we've done already has been awesome. I would like to add Lance Hurd, Desantis, Adams, Jalen Brown, and Shelton Sampson. And then I would like to add maybe some more top-rated DBs, maybe a little bit higher-rated. Now, I'm, I'm Kylan not, Jackson out of Zachary. Ky, I was about to say Kylan Jackson. Um, I, I, and I obviously don't sleep on on Ashton Stamps and um, Jeremiah Hughes. You don't just go get those guys for no reason, right? Yeah. And I, I think Ashton Stamps was – that whole recruitment was a result of what he did at um, the camp. I mean – the recruiting rankings don't always get it right. So if you got Ashton Stamp coming to a camp and he's locking down some big time receivers, then you owe all for that guy. Yeah. He's an in state guy. You go get him. So you add a, a you add those guys. If you flip Ricky Collins, I think like that after that you just go add pieces. Like you just go get some depth. At, you know, maybe a, t- a tight end, uh, Galloway. Yeah. There's Bro, crystal ball to LSU. Crystal ball. Like this class, if you go get – what I'm saying right now is is if you land those three offensive linemen I've named, you land Brown, you land Shelton Sampson, you land Galloway, and by the way, is it Whitweeks, West Weeks? Whitweeks. Whitweeks is committing tomorrow. Crystal ball crystal to LSU. Ball to LSU. Like this is a top five class. And Brian Kelly is getting the class – that is reflecting exactly the reason he came here, if that's what happens. And I think that's massive first, you know, like first full year, first full full kind of recruiting. It technically isn't even in a, it isn't a full recruiting Yeah, cycle. I mean, that's a, that's another thing the LSU fans are getting. Like, it's not even a full cycle. Brian Kelly hasn't even had, hasn't even coached a game at LSU yet. Like, when he pumped, and if he lands a top pump, class. pump the brakes a little bit. Like, pump yeah. the brakes a little bit. You're in a transition year. And every time that you're in a transition year, you know, and this includes this past season. Yep. Um, every time you're in a transition year and the year after, you're going to take a hit in recruiting. 
But you you landed the the sixth ranked class yep. in the country with your transfers this past year, and you have the ability to land a top five class this year. If you, in a transition yeah, year, if you landed a, a top ten class in a transition year, that's huge. If you go to a top five, that's massive. It's, it's huge. I mean, yeah. from the guys I just we listed off, if you land all of those, you're your top five pushing top of yeah. Like you, you may be top five as in you're in the fourth. So, like, let's all take a chill pill. Let's trust Brian Kelly to do what he's doing. This recruiting staff, you know, Jordan Arson, Sherman Wilson. Uh, who's the third guy? I'm drawing a blank on the third guy. Corey Phillips? Maybe. I, I know th- those three guys are always they're, – they're doing a great job. I, yeah. I think Brian Kelly is doing a, a fantastic job. And, you know, more exciting news to come. I mean, what time is it right now? Six minutes. We may have a five-star commit. So, football recruiting is going well. I, I, I would say exceeding expectations if you uh, want my opinion on it. So, mm-hmm. Anyways, we've gone a little bit over, and Mr. Demui is in the wings. We'll hit a few comments, Zach, and then uh, we'll bring Mr. Demui in to discuss some baseball. What do we got, Zach? So, normal guy says, hashtag BK takeover. They've been, they've been calling it the storm. I mean, Sherman Wilson and Jordan, yeah. they, they've all been calling it the storm, and uh, the storm, uh, it's not over yet. Making landfall. Jerry Zimmerman <laughs> says, what's up? Uh, normal guy says, what's up? Tiger Den Sports says, the trenches will be built massively. Under Brian Kelly's leadership. Love it. I, I want it. That's what you need in order I to win in the SEC. I'm tired. I, I'm, I, I, for so many years, I'm sick of being bullied on the offensive line against Bama. You were bullied I'm against UCLA last year. Manhandled. 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 BK takeover. Purdue took another QB commit, which is currently where Woodline QB Ricky Collins is committed to, correct? He could flip to LSU later this year. I mean, why wouldn't you? Dante yeah. Moore's gone. Ricky Collins, I think, has slept on huge. Yes. Dude's a four-star, like, top 200 quarterback, and is honestly being overshadowed he's by in the Arch state. Manning. Like, he's in state. Go get him. Like, he looks to be, like, a very athletic, mobile quarterback, fits the bill. Get him. Yeah. Any more comments? That's all we got right now. We'll take a quick break, uh, and then we will come back with Chris Demui. Demui! Five-star hero. Your intro and outro music for the Tigers Avenue show. They ain't ready for that LSU. Go check out all his other music on all the major platforms. Don't forget to follow him on Instagram at Saints Anthem and at Twitter at One Nation Doty. Don't forget to check out his Facebook page for all his Saints and LSU merchandise. Five star hero. Can't get any better than Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. Her firm focuses on the needs of the elderly and maintaining their dignity throughout the process. Here for you, here for your family. Sarah Klein Stevens, attorney at law. What's up, Demui? What's up, fellas? How y'all doing? Fantastic, man. Fantastic. How you been? Doing good. Doing good. Thanks for having me in, man. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us yeah. last last yeah, minute. Kind of last minute. We appreciate you joining in here, man. Yeah, no problem. For sure. So, out of town a little bit, enjoying some time off. So, yeah. Always, there you uh, go. There you go. Glad to hop in here with y'all. So, not a Absolutely. problem. Man. So, Chris, walk me th- – okay, before we get into the mass of, of what Jay Johnson has done so far in this offseason, walk me through your thoughts of what transpired in Hattiesburg. We haven't had you on since before Hoover. What were your thoughts yeah. on, the, on the end of season? Man, that feels like that feels like six months ago. <laughs> Forever, yeah, yeah. After uh, after Hattiesburg, I just kind of checked out. You know, I thought, <laughs> you know, when you do it, you pay attention to every pitch, just like y'all do. I did the same thing. Uh, you kind of check out the College World Series, but I think what you saw is guys just run out of gas, and you realized, um, yeah, you were a starter short. You know, and and you kind of yeah. saw the bullpen. To me, I think the bullpen you know, just got tired at the end of the year. And you saw that in the SEC tournament a little bit. And and then you just saw that again with guys, you know, with their stuff, really. You know, when you get tired, your mechanics go first, your legs go, and then your stuff is ultimately going to go. And, um, man, I can barely remember those three games. But, I, you know, mm-hmm. it just – they had they had chances 
you know, to put put them away in the bullpen just couldn't get it done, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think you just saw some guys fighting them, themselves at the end of the year. Hasty was really the last week and a half fighting himself. It felt like Razelman was good for an inning. Then he'd come out the next inning and his, his velo would drop a lot. Gervais' mechanics look like he has, you know, he's kind of got a, not a, a weird, a little bit of a weird throwing motion anyway, but at the end of the year, I was just hoping he could throw a strike. You know, he was strike ball, yeah. strike ball, strike ball. Yeah. yeah. So um, it was just a lot to put on those guys, you know, and um, it just sucked the way it ended. But I tell you what, it, it kind of gives you a taste of what's to come. And if you're coming back, you don't want to have that feeling again. You know, you never want to end. You know, you got somebody's got to lose the last game of the year. And um, somebody from the Advocate caught a picture, I think, of Hasty and Vitmeyer that made its way around Twitter. And it's. Yeah. I retweeted yeah. that, it, 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 I don't think fans really appreciate or know that nobody in that dugout thinks they're going to lose. Right. They always think they're going to come back, but it's so, the end of the season is so abrupt, and the finality of it is so sudden, that it's just, that happened with me and Doug Thompson, you know, we just started balling at the end of 1998, because you, you don't think it's going to end, and all of a sudden it does, and you look around, you're like, what the hell just happened? Like, yeah. You're like, it's over, I got to take off the jersey. I got to get a job, go to summer ball, whatever. And um, I just think you saw uh, that was a really cool picture. Somebody got maybe Jacques Doucet got that picture, but um, it's I think just, it was uh, Jacques. Yeah, I think it's just the showing them. I think yeah. To wrap it, I mean to wrap it up, I'll just quit talking. But I just think it's the beginning. <laughs> and um, if you're a baseball fan, I mean Jay Johnson was the absolute right hire, and uh, he's going to be a dude, man. He's going to be a problem, dude. He so. Just like, just to kind of like give you my perspective on Jay Johnson, like a lot of, so I feel like there's a, there's kind of like a, a, a generation of coaches that are starting to make their way out, right? And kind of started with, with, with Palmineri, honestly. And then, you know, Mike Bianco, everybody thought he was on his way out and was going to retire after a struggled season. And then they caught lightning in a bottle, caught fire. And I mean, which we saw how good that team was when they came to Baton mm-hmm. Rouge and, and what they could be, and they won it all. You know, maybe within the next few years, might be Anko now he, that he has a ring, he decides to step aside. I don't know. Um, you know, guys like Tim Corbin and Jay Johnson and guys like Tony Vitello seem like this young, like ferocious. Oh, sorry, I just hit that table. Ferocious, like. Uh, in recruiting and tenacious and I mean I, I think the the difference is is one's a jerk and one's kind of a, like a cool guy, <laughs> guy. So I and I think we got the better end of that deal. So when you when you know when you said Jay Johnson was absolutely the right hire, I, I couldn't agree more. I, I think he's a, a young guy who has a brilliant mind who is like ready to get to Omaha and win now. Like yeah. right now. And with the roster that we have returning, not even with what we had, you know, out of the transfer portal, it was like, all right, we, we need to win national championship like next year because after this, you know, not that we're going to fall off the face of the earth, earth, but like, you know, you're losing Dylan Cruz and Trey Morgan next year. Like you want to, you want to get those guys to Omaha because they haven't been to Omaha yet. Right. So Jay Johnson in this absolute tear has not only the number one class in high school, has the number one class out of the transfer portal. Uh, of course, obviously, like you mentioned there in Hattiesburg, absolutely guys ran out of gas. We were short a few, probably one, two starters. Um, and, you know, our bullpen was so strong, but you can only put so much on them, right, and expect so much of them for, for so long. And I think you saying they they just ran out of gas was the was exactly what happened. But now he goes out and adds uh, Dylan Tabrock, which we'll see, you know, with the draft how that goes. Uh, Christian right. Little, Thatcher Hurd, you know, what does that do, uh, you know, Demui from a, a pitcher's perspective? Um, with the roster that we have before, before we even discuss the guys he's added in, in the field to add to break, to add little, to add a uh, herd, 
who are all big-time guys out of the portal, I mean, what does that do for the expectations of LSU now from a pitching standpoint? I, I think – so I, I may be different than y'all and other Tiger fans to where with some of these guys, the portal's a little bit different. Well, I think the recruiting class, I like to hit the brakes and take a step back, especially in baseball. But I think with Tabrock, you know, um, that guy, because I was doing some research when y'all asked me to come on, so I wanted to make sure I had, you know, kind of looked at some things. To me, yeah. I mean, he's established, right? He's going to come in as a grad student if he makes it here, if he gets through the draft. And he's tough, though. If he has one year more year left, you just wonder about his leverage, you know, yeah. and if they throw some money at him. I've watched some clips on Twitter, just probably like a lot of people have. Um, you know, two-time Big East Pitcher of the Year. I don't think you have to say more than that. Obviously, the competition yeah. is going to be a step up. Correct. But I think I, you can't you can't like you can't dump on the fact that he's been through the fires in the Big East. He's been the dude at Creighton for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, he's throwing a lot of innings. He's got a lot of punch outs. You know, he's I've seen. It's like ninety-three innings, one hundred fifteen strikeouts this year. Yeah, you know, and his velocity it looks like he's anywhere from 92 to 94, can maybe touch 96. And I was kind of reading, I was trying to find some, maybe like a draft prospectus on him. And uh, I think I found some, I found something from last year when they talked about him and just how his slider, and I guess his, you know, with all, with all the data they have now on spin rates, but his slider and his spin rate is phenomenal. And his yeah. slider is like a wipeout slider. So I think with that guy, so he's established, right? He's going to come in. He's not going to be scared of the moment. He wants to come to LSU for an obvious reason, right? He wants to test himself on a big stage in the best conference in the country. And I think Kristen Little, he's been through the SEC. He just may need a change, change of scenery. And I think the biggest thing with Little is, is potential. And he just yeah. needs the right pitching coach or the right change of scenery to maybe put some faith in him or to reinstill some confidence. And, and and that's probably all he needs to take off. So you're looking at those yeah. two guys, and it, you hate to say plug and play. I don't like. I don't really like to use that term because they still got to get on campus and prove themselves throughout the fall. No, yeah, no doubt. But you feel confident in the stuff, and I think with Little, it's probably a little bit of a confidence thing because he probably has the stuff, right? Because um, he threw. He started against LSU on that Saturday game, and LSU got him out of Correct. there. I think after, and he just the stuff wasn't bad. He just wasn't in the zone. He wasn't really even close to. The yeah, zone. yeah. And um, and then with Hurd, to me, that's just a huge question mark. Because, I, I mean, in my research, I mean, I don't know how this guy makes it to campus. Y'all tell me. Coming out of high school, he was the number one pitcher in California, the number <laughs> nine right-handed pitcher in the country, and the number yeah. 32 player in the country. And that guy made it to campus. Yeah. And COVID. Before he got <laughs> and it's – I don't I – don't, I don't know what his injury status is. I know he had like a stress fracture in his spine or his back. Yeah, yeah. To me, that's a question mark, just like Javen Coleman's a question mark coming off Tommy John. So, um, but I'm excited for Floyd and Taylor next year. Absolutely. We don't have to get into the return. But I think from a pitching standpoint, transfer portal, I think you have some guys with potential and established pedigree to where you can bolster your, your rotation right off the bat. Assuming they, they continue to progress and, and do what they've done the past couple of years. Yeah, yeah. Hey, real quick, Demui, uh breaking news. Breaking news. Uh, if I have a button, I <laughs> Five-star wide receiver, Zach, I'll let you tell it. Because, uh, Zach, I've been asking the questions to me because Zach's been over here watching the commitment and making the post about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, five-star wide receiver, Jalen Brown, uh, commits to LSU. The first five star in the class, huge. It's, it's massive for LSU, and you pluck him from right out of Miami, the state of Florida, right out of Miami. He was mm -hmm. a he was um, one of the biggest targets for Miami. I don't care what Miami fans say right now; they're, <laughs> they're just salty that they just lost. They're going back that they just it. lost him to LSU. So, uh, really That's big awesome. get for the Tigers. Yeah, no doubt, huge, there huge. You go. We were just discussing that with football, you know. Yeah. You got him. You got an in-state guy, Shelton Sampson, two five-star receivers right there. Yeah, this is why Brian Kelly came. This is why yeah. he came because he can. Yeah, like my son, my son played with Sampson. Um, my son was a senior, and Sampson was a sophomore, so he was just really wow. Yeah, just starting to blow up. You know, uh, so he doesn't even look like he. I mean, he's fast, but he doesn't. He's one of those kids that doesn't look like he's running. One of the, one of those kids. He's just so, It's just smooth. <laughs> 
Yeah. And I mean, Catholic's got a great weight program, but when he gets in a college weight program and probably gets on a, on a, on a good meal plan, you know, he's already six, four, six, five. So, um, probably a couple things he can clean up, but he's only, I mean, from an athleticism standpoint and his ball skills, I think are really good, you know, from a, from a go get the ball at the high point. I mean, he, he's, he can, he can do that with anybody. So, uh, yeah, yeah the sky's the limit for him. Hopefully they can, uh, keep him, keep him home. Absolutely. Well, Chris, look, we know we know we got you here for for baseball, and you know we're gonna we're gonna keep you here for baseball. But real quick, okay. um, I mean, obviously, you're a huge LSU fan. LSU um played at LSU baseball. So, what is what have you seen from Brian Kelly and the recruiting front here uh, just recently with LSU football? And what's your, what's your uh, what's your uh, expectations? Again, we know you're baseball, yeah. but uh, obviously you root for the Tigers, so. Yeah, I think um, I think to me that hire came out, and I think he's doing what he's supposed to do. I like I like the way he goes about his business. He um, obviously has an established process in place. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to build and run a program. Mm-hmm. And I'd be lying if I didn't say I would like some stability right now and a guy with pedigree, as opposed to I mean, 2019 was great, <laughs> but what, but whatever happened the past couple of years was uh, a little bit of a mess, but. I think he's doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. No, he seems he seems to be doing a little bit what Jay Johnson is doing. It looks like to where, <laughs> no kidding. And I haven't I haven't paid attention to much football recruiting as of late. I kind of get into it a little more during the fall. But you're going to plug roster needs first, and then you yep. you know um, then they're going to add youth and depth. And they've got a ton of transfers. A ton of football got a ton of established transfers. I just think about the DB side. You know all, all of experience. Guys, two kids from the two kids from Arkansas, the kids from UL, the kids from Oklahoma State. Yeah. You get proven guys that have been there, and then you add depth from a young young guys, and then the stars are from the stars like y'all talked about. I heard y'all earlier the recruiting the recruiting um, services and the stars aren't always right, but then the stars are gonna and they're gonna start falling. You know, once they see yeah. people start committing, and um, right. I think after this year, I think they're gonna be better. Than people think they are. So um, I think I, agree. I, mean, I think the first they got to get that Florida State win. God, that would be yeah, yeah. Got to get off the right foot. It it, fe- it feels like if they if they're able to get that that first win against Florida State, then a lot more yeah. dominoes will fall for them. Yeah, yeah. I, also, I, mean, I, I just I just kind of trust in him and, and whatever his process is. Correct. So. Yeah. You know he's been there, done that. What are you going to say, Reagan? Sorry about that. No, I mean, I mean, you're you're absolutely right. Like the dude's the winningest active coach in college football, right? And whatever you know, Notre Dame fans can say what they want, but yeah. Notre Dame hasn't won a championship in 34 years with five different coaches. Like, there's a reason. It's not Brian Kelly's fault he didn't win an, a national championship there. It's hard to pull recruits. Jalen Brown, a five-star receiver up to South Bend, Indiana. It's just not the same. Uh, SEC West prowess, uh, LSU's won three national titles with three different coaches in this century. So, uh, I mean, 100% why he is here to do things like this. He's here to finish his career with a national championship. And that's my whole thing is you don't make this move to just come here and do the same thing. He's making this move because he's 60 years old. And he wants to win a national championship before he retires. Correct. And that's what I'm most excited about is there's that drive to get over the hump. Even at his age. Even at his age. age. Correct. Um, Yeah. I I mean, I think as a football fan, too, you want to see him get back to the promised land, but you want to see some sustainability, right? You want to see – Consistency. Yes. Yeah. Just yeah, just exactly right to where year over year you're you're closer in the conversation. And I think if you – you know, parlay that into baseball. That's just what LSU baseball fans want to see too. And I yeah. think that's the cool thing about Jay Johnson is I think he embraces the history of the program a little more than the previous coach. In my opinion, he doesn't run from the history of the program, but he doesn't let it define him. He knows expectations, but the game has changed yeah. tremendously since when I was there. And, and anybody who doesn't see that is, is, is crazy. It's just completely <laughs> different. The players are different. The players are better in a sense, you know, they, they've mm-hmm. been, um, from such a young age. So I think Jay Johnson understands that. And I think his expectations are bigger than the program's expectations. And, but he realizes too, 
is that, I mean, when you look at the SEC West, goodness gracious. I mean, that. it is unbelievable. That. With with the coaches and the talent and Arkansas and A&M came out of nowhere and even Auburn, you know, who would have expected that? And then um, obviously Ole Miss and then State, they had a down year, but you go, you forget they're defending national champions. So it is, you know, <laughs> yeah. If he doesn't get off his butt, it's like minor ball. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's it. I mean, it it feels like it's almost like a minor league within the college baseball, the SEC West. Like, just pumps out so much talent. It's ridiculous. So, Chris, we we got to talk about the new hire. Jay Johnson has completed his staff. Josh Jordan is now the recruiting coordinator uh, for the LSU Tigers. Um, I feel like this is. This is as close to like Dan Fitzgerald. Like it's it's like you're getting the same guy. Dan Fitzgerald is a young coach who was at Dallas Baptist, who was excited to take a bigger role at LSU, and he was an elite recruiter at Dallas Baptist. Of course, we've seen Dallas Baptist like make trips to Omaha. Yeah. I mean, I so uh, Dan Fitzgerald came from Dallas Baptist, taking a role uh, at LSU. To I mean, honestly. He's a coach, right? He wants to keep stay, making the, the the steps of, of the ladder when it comes to his career. And LSU was a, was a step. And then, of course, now when you when you hire young guys who are are tenacious and ready to roll, and they're good at what they do, they're going to get hired. And we saw that with our with 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 Jason Kelly and with Dan Fitzgerald. Um, uh, and I think Josh Jordan is that same type. So he's an elite recruiter. Uh, no, no skin off of, of Coach Pollard over at, at Duke. I think he's a great coach. But from all I have looked at, uh, Josh Jordan is like the architect behind pulling guys into Duke and making them into the program that they are. Like, you know, I've I've read things people saying like Duke would not be where they were at uh, if it wasn't for Josh Jordan. They they won twenty twenty one. They won the ACC. Uh, tournament and and, uh because they were bringing talent in to to compete within the acc with teams like florida state and and clemson and nc state um duke went out there and won the national the the acc tournament in 2021 and josh jordan was the 2018 assistant coach of the year so another great hire uh uh for for jay johnson jay johnson obviously as we know is an elite recruiter uh and he's proven that already. And then you pair Josh Jordan alongside him, another elite recruiter. It's it's a no brainer. It's a no brainer. Yeah, and I think that's all that needs to be said about Josh Jordan. Looking forward to what he does. I think the reality is Josh Jordan could very well do what Dan Fitzgerald did this past year and be gone. Like Josh Jordan was considered for the Northwestern head coaching job like last year. So now that he makes this move to LSU. Uh, recruiting coordinator. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if after next season we had the same result as we did with Dan Fitzgerald. Obviously, we want him to stick around, and he has been known to stick around. He has been he, before Duke. He was at Appalachian State six years. He's been at Duke ten years yeah, oh, wow. since. Okay. So maybe maybe he sticks around, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if you know after this kind of a move, if he does, we do well. You know, if LSU, by all estimations and predictions, of course, they are very early, are saying, you know, LSU's going to be the team to beat next year. Omaha expectations, if that comes to fruition, you know, obviously you're going to see staff turnover. Yeah. But this is who I want to talk about with the movie specifically. Okay. Do you have any comments on Josh Jordan? Uh, I think you pretty much summed it up. I I didn't do as much research as y'all did, but – I like the fact that he's from the East Coast. You know, he's kind of yeah. been over there, so it gives you another pipeline into yeah. the Carolinas and Georgia. And and look, you know, I, I don't know how – I'm sure it was probably challenging to get some kids into Duke, potentially, um, just with regards to their academic standards as well. And he's been in a yeah. big-time conference. You know, the ACC was very deep, very good this year. With, and he knows what he's going up. And that's the thing, you know, when you come to LSU, you know what you're getting into. And – I would imagine the assistant coach job at LSU is probably going to be a better role for him than the, I mean, Northwestern State head coaching job up in the Big Ten. I've been to that campus. I mean, when it little when I say it sits on Lake Michigan, 
their football practice well, they have a, a gorgeous indoor football practice facility, but it's it's ten yards from Lake Michigan. So wow. I can't imagine it. it's it's um easy to play baseball up there and to recruit baseball kids up there and yeah. and uh in, in the Big Ten. So um I would imagine he does good here for a couple of years and he's probably able to write his ticket, you know, to some to some uh group of five programs in the South. Yeah. But you know, it's one of those things you trust in Brian Kelly, you trust in Jay Johnson. I think it's so tough in baseball. There's so many Division One baseball teams, and you don't know guys' backgrounds. From a fan's perspective, a lot of times you just have to trust the coaches making the right hire. And like y'all yeah. said, you know, DBU's been a program that's been – a lot of people may not know it, but, you know, they don't, they're in Dallas, obviously, but they don't have football, so it's a baseball-heavy program. And they've right. done things the right way for probably 10 to 15 years, flying under radar to most. But if you're a hardcore baseball fan in college, DBU's been really, really good for a long time. So, um, so yeah, Jay Johnson thinks this guy's the right guy, and this guy's going to get after on the recruiting trail, then um, have at it, you know. So I'm, I'm all for it. So, Dabui, obviously, you know, we, we've talked about uh, Josh, but we also want to ask you about Wes Johnson. Uh, you know, obviously with him being a pitching coach, you being a former LSU pitcher, how massive was it for <laughs> LSU to go and get a guy who was in the exact same position at an MLB squad and a, an MLB squad that was weren't they first one in the first, uh, yeah, NL Central. They're first in NL Central. So h- how massive is it for LSU to land Wes Johnson? That is, I know if I was a pitcher on that staff and I'm coming back to LSU, I'm pumped. I can't wait to sit down <laughs> and talk to this guy to say, "How can you help me get better? And what does it take?" And I'm going to take in as much information and ask this guy as many questions as possible. And on the flip side, if I'm a recruit, you know, they may not know who he was, obviously, you know. But once you hear a guy from the, the pitching coach for the Twins who just left in yeah. the middle of the season and is coming to LSU, I mean, the thing I liked about it is that SEC experience checks that box. Been to the College yeah. World Series, checks that box. Um. It seems like everything I read, he develops pitchers. And the one thing that I kept read, reading is that he really doesn't – he increases velocity, which is always a good thing. As a pitcher, I never knew anybody that, that was friends of mine that wanted to throw slower. So, obviously, and, and I, I kind of watched a um, – I think a little YouTube when he was mic'd up at Arkansas one game. And um, yeah. a lot of he, – he seems – I mean, I think most pitching coaches do this, but – he really hones in on whatever the pitcher's strengths are, and he's going to amplify those strengths as opposed to, um, you know, that was always a thing in pitching. You know, do you want to pitch to your strength or pitch to the hitter's weaknesses? And I think it's a little bit of both. But sometimes pitchers get away from pitching to their strength. And so he seems like he does that, and he has a really good relationship with his pitchers, and he even heard some of his big league guys echo that as well. So, I mean, Arkansas fans can say what they want, but I'm sure they're a little <laughs> bit. But, I mean, just, just to – I don't know. It's pretty unprecedented move, and for yeah, Jay Johnson. I mean, Jay Jay Johnson to pull that off. I mean, that guy incredible. He ain't playing around. Um, whatever he's saying on the phone or face to face, that's a heck of a sales pitch. So, um, <laughs> but if I'm a pitcher on that staff, I'm if I'm Christian Little, I'm pumped. I'm yeah. pumped. You know. Well, like also to move. You know, I I just now thought about this, but you now have. A MLB former MLB pitcher that is going to come on the staff and try and convince guys like Thatcher Hurd and Dylan to break. Hey, don't go to the MLB right now. <laughs> like, yeah. that's. I, I mean, it, it's it seems like ironic, but I, I mean, it would it would make sense that 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 Let they, me tell they you would what do you that do to get to make your get yourself paid even more. Hey, yeah. Hey, I know what I'm talking about. I just came from the Stay here leagues. one more year. Stay here and let me teach you. Stay here one more year and let me get you paid even more. That'd be awesome. Yeah. That I mean, that's it. Yeah, that's 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 everybody on that staff. That's that's their ultimate goal. I mean, unless unless something happens along the way in your career and things don't pan out how you want, but you know, everybody wants a chance to try to pitch in the big leagues or at least get drafted to get a shot. And that I mean, that guy has that type of experience. For him to go from Arkansas to the Twins, and then vice versa. And he's sitting there, you know, dealing with major league pitchers day in, day out basis for several years. I mean, um, yeah. How can you help me get there? What do I need to work on? And I'll do yeah. it. So that is, I mean, 
that is the ultimate stamp of credibility right there. So very impressive. Uh, so, just, yeah, the mood, Chris, we've we've asked you about the pitching, 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 and more pitching, right? I want to yeah. ask about the offense. Now, obviously, we, we have you on here. You're a pitcher. You can give us better perspective for uh, the pitching staff. But Jay Johnson, man, we're losing Kay Doty most likely. You're losing yeah. Jacob Berry, right? That's a lot of home runs you're losing. Yeah. But Jay Johnson goes out and gets Tommy Tanks. Right. I mean, all-American freshman, probably the – the best freshman in the country it breaks the NCAA record for home runs, 27 home runs. Wild, he yeah. goes and gets Jack Pineda, shortstop out of Baylor, batting over 300. Um, uh, Carter Young, sorry, yeah. I was drawing a blank. Carter yeah. Young, shortstop, another guy from Vanderbilt, along with Christian Little. The bat isn't quite there, but of course, our defense was a struggle this past season, you know, as you know. Um, and he's an elite defender. And, of course, Jordan Thompson's returning, who, by the way, is absolutely killing it out in Cape Cod. Yes. Uh, I mean, at, at the offense, uh, at the plate. Um, and I believe, supposedly, I, I mean, from what I've heard, Jordan Thompson battled an injury that was, uh, like, throughout the season spoken of. And maybe that some of that was the issue of his, of his, you know, kicking balls around for whatever reason this season at a, at a – a rate none of us liked to see. But I still think his elite defensive play from the year before is still within him, obviously. But now you got three shortstops you can plug in at yeah. your infield. Three guys who have started, two of them who started in the SEC, all three of them have started at Power 5 programs at shortstop. Yep. The captain of the field can plug it in at all three spots. And you bring Tommy Tanks in, who adds 27 home runs to your lineup. I, I mean, absolutely <laughs> killed it this year, did Jay Johnson in the portal. What, is, what does that mean for LSU's lineup uh, coming in the next, next season? And then, of course, you add the arms. Give us your expectation then also for next season. With that. You're, you're way too early expectations. Yeah. <laughs> Give us your expectations. And predict. I, I, think, I think the biggest shocker to me was Tommy Tanks. You know, yeah. Oh, my reading God. All the Met, reading Twitter and whatnot, it seemed like it was Florida State move. And then that, yeah. to me, just, you know, it was like like two days, right? It was Tanks and then, then Little. And then I tweeted something out. I think Kendall Rogers responded that Christian, you know, somebody else was getting ready to drop and, and Young popped from Vanderbilt. Yes, all that. I, I, I had heard. Actually, kind of towards the end of the year, from a, a friend of mine who's close to the program, that Josh Day was going to enter the portal, and LSU yep. was, and he has entered the portal, and maybe he goes to Ole Miss or, or Arkansas or wherever it is. But I saw. Let's hope not. Yeah, well, he, I, I would imagine he's going to probably stay somewhere in the SEC potentially. But yeah. uh, I mean, that guy's that guy's a stud. But to get tanks and just and just what he did, and then you see him coming into Alec Box Stadium. That just provides more. If you think about it, that provides more protection for Cruz. And I think Dugas is going to come back. I think Joe Bear is going to come back. I kind of wrote down some things. I think I those two guys are definitely going to come back. I think I think I it would do them a world of good to come back. You know, I don't know where Gavin if he's going to get drafted, if he is, or if he isn't going to get drafted. Um, that so Tanks just kind of lengthens that lineup, right? To me, it's all about. You never want to have a lineup at LSU where seven, eight, nine are, are designated out. They're give, they're outs. You know they don't. They don't yeah, right. add. And I think that's what that does. I mean, he. However you structure the lineup, however Johnson wants to do it, you know, and that's a huge asterisk right there on the scouting report. And Pearson's just going to get better. I mean, that was the tip of the iceberg for him. No doubt, no doubt. And then to me, Pineda is a. Um, he's almost like a flex guy. He's a utility guy. I know he started fifty-four games this year for Baylor. It's short. I see him as a leadoff, maybe two hole, or even you put him at the nine hole to where he flips the lineup over, because sure. he looks like he does a really good job of getting on base. And I think you can flip him at short and second. He has played second in his career, so I think the flexibility and the versatility is good. And Young, um, he struggled this year, and obviously I don't know the ins and outs of his career. Yeah. I know in twenty twenty one he led there, he hit two fifty, but he led Vanderbilt in home runs with sixteen. Correct. And he strikes. He strikes out a lot, a lot. And I think yeah. I think uh, maybe in 2021 he had like 88 strikeouts, if I remember correctly, and like 44 walks. I mean, that's a lot of strikeouts. 
yeah. in both years. So, um, but once again, he provides flexibility. And once again, like we talked about earlier with some pitchers and going back to even football, you get established guys that have played at big time programs that have had success at big time programs. So, right. you know, Pineda's been a, a two year starter at Baylor. Um, obviously, Young's played at Vanderbilt and those expectations and, and the pedigree of that program. And then you have Tommy Tanks. And he's only going to get better, I think, when you surround him with guys like Cruz and Morgan that can show him the lay of land of LSU. And then, I mean, that guy's just going to bust his – because even though he's had success, he's going to be new. So he still wants to prove his worth to Thompson, Cruz, and Morgan who run LSU, right? So he's still going to be right. like, no I doubt. had a great year, but I'm going to show you, like, I'm going to help you all out. So he's going to work just as hard as those guys. So, I mean, I think I think the lineup um, – you know, I don't, I don't know – I do have some questions though. What do you do with tanks? I heard people say you, you know yeah. you played some third base, so obviously yeah. Johnson's going to have to sort some things out. I mean, look. Well, hey, I don't know if y'all have noticed, but Trey Morgan's been in left field during summer ball. He did for he t- did for play. Team USA. He's been playing left. Yeah. He, yes, he did. He did play first some, yeah. but I, he was also shown in the outfield some as well, which has been a discussion because supposedly he tanks, tanks first. does want to play a position and not just be a DH. So some people were saying, do you put him at first and give Morgan a kind of a, hey, I'm a versatile player and stick him in the outfield. But then the question is, if Dugas comes back, what do you do with Dugas? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you're gonna, they're going to have to work through that. I love Morgan at first I, I, just because of how many yeah. errors he uh, saves. But anyways. I can only imagine that – after what we've seen from Jay Johnson, we've talked about his recruiting prowess. We've talked about the coaches that he's hired. I can only imagine that he had these talks with Trey Morgan via text message, via phone call, or before he left in an exit interview and says, look, I'm going to try and get Tommy Tanks, yep. you know, because it's going to make us better. And I don't know Trey Morgan. I'm, those, talk, those talks had to have happened. They had to happen with no doubt. Tommy as yeah. well. So I'm yeah, sure all sure. bases have been covered. You know, I'm sure Gavin Dugas knows where he stands after his exit interview. All those guys know where they stand. I mean, they have sure. to. Um, so, I mean, I think I think from next, a lineup standpoint, it, it's going to be frightening. You know, I, I look <laughs> yeah. and that's so I looked at Jay Johnson. That's, you know, I want to be prepared for y'all for this right here. So I looked at Jay Johnson in Arizona, and I was trying to figure out. You know, LSU this year, so they hit like 114 home runs. They did strike out, so LSU's a team struck out 200 time, 200 more times than they walked this year, and we all know they didn't steal any bases, right? And they hit, <laughs> they hit like two. No. I got it right here. They hit 289 as a team. So I looked at Arizona because I'm trying to think, is this what? Because I heard Jay Johnson say throughout the year, obviously pitching's a focus, but he, he seemed like he wanted a little more variability in the lineup. Now I'm not saying they're going to be like Kentucky or Oklahoma and they're going to steal 120 bags, but it seemed like. He wanted to do a little more with the lineup instead of being yeah. so station. Yeah. But I looked at Arizona. I mean, he had – take COVID out of it. But his last two years, so 19 and 21 at Arizona, those teams hit 325. Good, good. Disgusting. LSU hit 120 doubles this year. In his six years at Arizona, that is the second lowest total in terms of doubles that they've wow. ever hit. Now, it's a different ballpark, right? Yeah, they had yeah. a lot of doubles, a lot of triples over there. Yeah. Most of the ones they hit were 70. But you saw kind of a progression to where he was able to build a program in 19 and 2021. I mean, they hit a ton of doubles. Yeah. Home run numbers started to pick up. And you did see early in his tenure at Arizona, they, they actually would, would strike out only like 70 or 80 times less than they walked. But you saw a greater divergence the longer he was there because I think he was building up kind of more swing and miss but more power. At the yeah, yeah. So my point is, I think with the lineup, you add Pineda, you add Young. So they're both athletic. They can do a little bit of everything. They both run a little bit. But I think, one, they're still going to hit doubles and they're still going to hit home runs. But I think he would probably like to see the strikeout numbers come down and maybe a, a little more action on the base paths. You know, yeah. late, late in the year, you I think, saw I think, I think LSU fans would love to see that. Yeah, it's – um. I think maybe by necessity later in the year, like in Vanderbilt and then uh, the regional super regionals, you saw a couple of more hit and runs, more bunting probably because they had to. But I think yeah, he would just like to add some more versatility, you know, to, sure. to put a little more 
pressure on people. But I think he knows in the SEC and in Alec Box in that ballpark, he has to have guys that hit home runs. Bottom line. No, and I think he's gonna. So, and then my prediction. Um, you know, I think I think they get to Omaha next year, and then as y'all know, when you get to Omaha, all bets are off. Nobody knows. Yes. But I, I think they get there. I think they probably. I think they host a super regional next year, and I think they get there. But with the caveat, you know, if, if some of these guys, Coleman coming off injury, Hurd coming off injury, and and how does some of these other guys? How does Blake Money bounce back? Yeah. What kind of role? What kind of role? I think I think Grant Taylor could be a huge piece next year. I agree. And freshmen. I think they're short an arm or two in the bullpen. If Hasty stays in the transfer portal, and I don't know if y'all have any update on that or any inside scoop, but if Hasty stays in the portal, I think if they lose him, that hurts. Yeah. Because um, their bullpen is thin. If 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 Razelman and Gervais, if those two guys both go, their bullpen is really oh, it's, thin. It's really yeah. thin. Yeah. Um, I think if you get Gervais back, and you lose Hasty, there's you. It's it's not uncommon now for freshmen to step up. We've seen it all across the country. Yeah, I would love to have one more proven arm at the back end of the bullpen. I don't know if there's one out there in the portal or whatnot, but you know, um, they may be a little light in the bullpen moving forward. So yeah, I, yeah. I don't I don't know what y'all's thoughts or, or what I said on. You know, I, lo- I always like to get y'all's opinion, but that, that's just kind of how I'm thinking about things moving forward. Well, for me, Chris, I agree, and I, I don't. I don't necessarily think that they're done with the transfer portal. Uh, I mean, you've got you've got a lot of arms with the recruiting class that that may or may not be coming in, depending on you know if they get drafted. Um, but I, you know, depending on who you're able to get on campus, I, I don't think they're done with the transfer portal. Yeah, uh, okay. by any means, you know, I I think they very likely could hit the transfer portal for some for some relievers. lefties and, rele- yeah. and relievers. Um, you know, that's yet to be seen. But, I, I mean, again, as we've said with BK, as we've said with Jay Jaws before, I have full confidence um, because it has become very evident to me um, and I think other LSU fans that Jay Johnson, uh, he, he's going for a natty next year. Uh, I mean, you go for a national championship every year. Um, but it, it really feels like with what he has done this offseason and what they did in recruiting, I mean, he's like, we're going all out. We're going all out. So, I – I expect I expect them to put it together, um, whether it be just and I think maybe he, he waits a little bit. Um, to you got to wait the see, draft. Just, you got to wait the draft. to see what happens with Great. the draft and and get get your feedback from those guys, um, and then based on that, you know, you either say okay, we're good, we got the guy, we got the guys that we wanted, or okay, we lost a couple guys to draft. Let's go hit the transfer portal. That's exactly right, and that's uh, the movie. You were on the right track, and that's what I was going to say is. Right now, like it was like he addressed our issues immediately, right? Yeah. Like we had a problem with defense. Okay, Pineda, Carter, Young. Um, you know, we had an issue with starting pitchers to break Christian Little. You know, and and heard you lost we're home losing runs. home runs. Yeah. Tommy yeah. Tanks, right? So he addressed the immediate issues. Now, what's up in the air is exactly what you said: Is Gervais coming back? Is Razelman coming back? Like your bullpen is what's up in the air when it comes to the draft. And so I think 100% Jay Johnson's about to watch the draft, see what happens, evaluate, and then we'll see more action happen. So that's why I think there's kind of been this like immediate burst of exactly what we needed to get. And then now we're in the in-between phase with the draft. Yeah. You know, Who's going to go in the class? Who's going to go on the current roster? And then who's gonna after go, that, Who's going to well, go from your transfers? Correct. And then, yeah. of course, like you said, Hasty. And then he's going to evaluate and take care of business, like a hundred percent. So he's going to wait, and then and when, and when everything's set in stone, I think he's then he's going to yeah. fill those holes that are still needing to be Correct. filled. Like if Gervais and Raiselman go, like fully expect the portal to be hit for some from for some relievers. So uh, we'll see though. But Demui, we we've run over a little bit. We appreciate all your perspective and your analytics. We appreciate you hopping on here uh, 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 kind of last minute, but we love talking baseball, obviously, and, of course, uh, getting your, your your look on things with the way things have gone in this offseason. Uh, everybody's excited, and the expectations have just accelerated. So appreciate you hopping on, Demui. We're going to hit a quick break, guys, and then we will wrap it up after this.
Make sure you go follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook, all at Tigers Avenue for daily updates on the show and all things LSU sports. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to click off and hit that subscribe button at Tigers Avenue. We broadcast all of our shows live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Man, Zach, what a show. What a show. I always love having Chris on. We've only had him twice, but, I mean, yeah, Chris brings we're going to keep bringing him on. Absolutely. As uh, much as he wants to come hey, on. Hey, we should have mentioned it while he's on here, but go support his podcast. For sure. Se- 70 feet, 6 inches? 60. Six, 60 At feet. 60 feet, 6 inches. 60 feet, 6, six inch LSU pod on uh, on Twitter. Absolutely. Always and then, a great uh, And all the podcasts. Always podcast. a great time having him on. Go check out his podcast. Go support him. We love having him on. Dude, he's an LSU national champion pitcher. Yeah. It's it's a blast having him on. Um, and also, five-star wide receiver Jalen Brown commits while we're on the show. And we were talking about recruiting. Of course, we were pointing to him as well. We kind of had some insight on that and kind of figured he was leaning LSU. Uh, it falls LSU's way. Um, so, Brian Kelly continues to take over and do a fantastic job. It's been a great show, guys. Thanks for coming in. I know we didn't get to – as many comments as we wanted to because there was a lot to talk about and a lot to get to. But next time we will 100% get to your comments. We'll probably do a Tell Me TA so we can get you all more involved in the next episode. Appreciate you joining in and listening. We'll catch you next time in the Tigers Avenue. Five Star Hero takes out. Peace. Who that, who that five star? Who that, who that five star? And the LSU Tigers, LSU Tigers.